I'm Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. Where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Eve. Kieran! Hello! It's been so long. <laughs> you know, we should talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We're here. We're here. We're finally here. Um... <laughs> So besides what's been going on in our personal lives, there's this thing that happened in early November, and I think we just kind of, like, were so relieved yes, that we didn't feel like this was as urgent. Well, and the other thing, too, is I just completely crashed and basically spent the rest of November, like, being tired <laughs> and sleeping. Yeah, well, you were doing campaign spouse work. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah, it was it was quite a lot, and I'm like still not fully recovered, but I'm getting there. Yay! Yay. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, on the other hand, I'm still in the thick of the semester, and tomorrow's my last day of classes, and finals are next week, and I have to have all my grades in by the twentieth. So, wish me luck. Good luck. I'm about to go drown. About <laughs> to be consumed by papers. You know, it's really it's harder on my ADHD to grade stuff online than it is to do physical papers because I could like I could go through a stack of physical papers that people had turned into me and like turn off the internet and my leave my phone in the other room mm-hmm. and just like go through it. But having it on on the computer and having to have the internet on is it's hard. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> things you you probably didn't think about your professors bitching about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grading is hard. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so some other stuff's been going on. Yes. <laughs> uh, I started writing a column for a local outlet here called The Dogwood, and that's been fun. Nice. I need to see what my like stats are looking like, but I've written about some, some fun stuff and... I've really been enjoying that. That's awesome and super cool. <laughs> my next my next article is going to be about doing mushrooms. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I need to find a way to go on a trip over New Year's and uh, need to figure out how to make that happen. Well, you, you do live in Oakland. I do. The odds are good. Yeah. <laughs> so what else have you been up to since we all breathed a collective sigh of relief. Uh, like sleeping and then also getting back into uh, organizing my tenant union. Uh, we're going into escalation mode and also I've been thoroughly documenting the temperature in my apartment because the thing with 1910 uh, Victorian buildings is they're old and drafty, and if you don't maintain the heater, then you basically don't have heat in your apartment. And that's actually illegal, and it's, like, really, (laughs) honestly, like, my biggest struggle for the last month has just been, like, being cold all the time in my apartment, and that, like, triggering fibro and Raynaud's really bad so I'm just like in pain and brain foggy all the time and I've lost my words and I hate it 
because I like try to communicate and then it stops and I'm just like hanging on like a fragment of a sentence and it's really frustrating and it's really frustrating in conversations and so it's just been it's been uh hard on like physically but also like has started turning into depression which is not surprising so I'm like looking really (laughs) does a number on you I you know the years I was living in Kyrgyzstan like I had a space heater going in my room all the time but you know there's only so much that could do and the house was heated with with coal radiators and you know it could only do so much and I got really good at like piling on the layers and stuff but like once you get to that point of like you just feel like you can't quite get all the way warm you never want to move and that means you don't feed yourself which means you go into brain fog more literally my life it it piles up it's bad yeah like I can't I can't take a shower in my apartment unless the heat has been on for a while and it's warm enough that I feel like if I take off my clothes I won't freeze to death and Mm. like you know I it's just so frustrating and yeah like I can't I can't work I can't move I'm constantly wearing layers like it's it's just I can't think because it's too cold and all of my energy is spent on like trying to keep warm and I can't I haven't been able to feed myself because the fridge is cold and I can't like get myself to reach in the fridge to grab like bread or whatever mm-hmm. and so it's just like it's literally all of these really basic super simple like bottom of the hierarchy of needs tasks that need to be done like washing my hair and taking a shower and eating and sleeping and doing these things on like a regular basis with well, a like the first time. layer of that p- pyramid is heat yeah exactly for, for a reason and so it's just it's it's really terrible and that's not fun so i'm hoping that we can move somehow in this pandemic I'm so time sorry so we'll find out but that's been that's been my life lately is just sort yeah. of like doing stuff and then completely having brain fog and not being able to remember which is why <laughs> it's such a good idea that i'm running for the assembly district uh committee of the democratic party in california because they put out a call and i was like sure yeah. why not i'm not doing anything right this second so we'll see how that goes all right yeah um i've been feeling your pain this the last week and a half because it finally got really cold here and it snowed today for the first time and um my propane tank has been empty (laughs) for a couple weeks so i've just been running space heaters and tripping circuits and like running around Uh, fixing the circuits and like you know sitting on the couch in my sleeping bag with a heating pad on my lap yeah. underneath it. You know, it works. It works. It's, and it's temporary, but, yeah. you know, I got a couple freelance checks coming in and I'll be fine. But, woo! Yeah. It's not fun. No, it's not. It's a lot. It's... Okay. Well, we just spent like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Cold guys. Is bad is the takeaway from this. That's it. <clears throat> I think though that there's there's something here that is is worth talking about and that is like we started this with a bit of you know timely urgency of like we have information that everybody else needs and we understand what's going on with the Trump presidency in ways that other people may not understand 
because of the context of the world we grew up in. And, you know, there's the whole conversation about the going back to brunch crowd and, you know, we just please vote for Biden so we can go back to brunch. And it's like that that level of, you know, uh, willingness to check out from actually fixing the system that's, you know, been broken is hard because, you know, Biden's not going to fix a lot of the things that people would like him to. He's, you know, he is marginally better. We voted for the one who is not a Nazi. Yeah, he's not going to be actively trying to demolish democracy. He's just going to be, like, reinforcing the systemic racism and class stratification that's already there. How do you feel about, like, you know, our, our sense of relief you know, regarding the podcast and like taking a, a, a breather there by accident. Yeah. And and the contrast of the going back to brunch crowd, because I've been thinking about that a lot. And I was wondering what your your thoughts were. Yeah, like, it's not something I've been seeing a lot of in my bubble, because my bubble, it's just people who are activists all the time. But mm-hmm. definitely, it's been something that like, I have a sense of and I've seen around and I'm kind of like, well, you're, you know, all these people are, are going to be angry when Biden isn't as lefty as they wanted him to be. And like, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, we voted for someone who was simply not a Nazi. And I, you know, I understand the relief and they're like, okay, we don't have to like do things anymore, but I think it's really important to continue to watch what happens because we don't know what's going to happen on January 20th. And we don't know also like, like it, it reminds me a lot of when Obama was elected in 2008 and mm. everyone was like, Oh cool. We got like a super liberal, awesome president instead of like Bush who was terrible. And like, <laughs> People did a lot of activism around really cool things, but there was this sort of sense of complacency that definitely, like, I don't want to say that it helped the Tea Party take over in 2010, but it definitely made it more possible because people weren't watching for it and people weren't, like, watching what the Republicans were doing in the two years of, like, downtime. And... I think it's really important that we don't make that mistake again because there's definitely going to be like there's there's already a, a coup that is trying to happen and it's it's failing because everyone is like no Trump you got to get out but also like all of the all of the really um sort of movement oriented right wing folks are planning for 2022 and 2024. Like, they already have stuff in the works that they're thinking about doing. And I wouldn't rule out that they are planning for a 2021, January 20th event. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm like... You know... (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think there's, there's a difference here of, like, our goal here is to educate... And so it's that is not gonna go away. Yeah. Um, I'd like us to be obsolete. I really would. 
I think that <laughs> I think that we are all earned the break. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I think there's this this element of we have to go back to talking about the more subtle things. Like there's going to be this growing sense of frustration, I think, on the part of those who've been paying attention and are intending to continue to pay attention because we've been, like you're saying, like we yelling about things since 2008 and like, cool, just because there's a they then dropping bombs doesn't mean that this is actual progress. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is like, this is just the same thing with a different color. Yeah. This is not actually social justice. This is just, okay, you can also participate in war crimes. <laughs> that is not equality. No. <laughs> that is not the gay agenda. <laughs> it really, it truly is not. But, yeah, so the, I think there's this, like, there's going to be a need for us to be, and people like us, to be more focused in raising awareness in our conversations, in our you know, choice of where to expend our energy. Like, this is a great we elected, like, a guy with a conscience. Amazing. Now let's go make him feel really guilty all the time. Yeah, yeah. And this is, like, honestly partially why I decided to go ahead and throw my hat in the ring of, like, running for the California Democratic Party bullshit because this is the way that you can, like, change those levers of power also which is totally unrelated it's just something that like i decided i was going to run three days ago and so now i'm like thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) but like i i feel like our work is still important and it's not quite finished because we have this sort of time where we don't have to worry as much about the president just like in a drunken stupor hitting the nuke everything button. (laughs) I mean, let's just remember that he's sober, but yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And like, I think that will kind of make our jobs easier and help us to focus on things better because there's a little bit less that we have to worry about. So we can focus on bringing up the more subtle things that are really important for people to watch for going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like I feel like we still have a purpose or a place. No, I think, and I think that QAnon might become the evolving thing that we need to be paying the most attention to. Yes, uh, you, you listeners who who've been around for a long time will remember Jeremiah coming on and talking about um, his upbringing around the Vision Forum folks in Texas. And his mom has gone full QAnon. And so he signed up to do the the COVID vaccine trial in California um, <clears throat> to participate in that. And he, he's been having these, like, long barrages of texts from his mother saying that, like, they're putting microchips in people and Mark of the Beast. And uh, it's exactly what we would expect. Yep. Yep. But the, the, like, we're coming back to the original question that we had in 2016 when Trump got elected, which is, like, how can people believe in this stuff? Yeah. And it's, like, it's not rational. It's, it's, a, it's an emotional decision. Yep. And you can't reason with it. 
and so we're back to square one i think in a lot of ways like we we've we've managed to keep this out of the white house for another four years but that does not mean that we have in any way stemmed the tide of what's going on in the general population yeah yeah that's pretty much what i feel about it also yeah I, yeah, I just wanted to, to, like, talk about that because, I like, we did definitely take a break there and it was, like, we planned to take December off and we accidentally took November off. <laughs> yeah. Fine. And thank you, everybody, for your patience with that. But... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> everybody was feeling the relief, too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I guess we're saying we'll be back for season three. We have another one. We're still going. So no one needs to panic. Unfortunately. Yeah. One day, one day we will become truly obsolete. But I think it's really important to be really vigilant in this, like, period of, like, downtime, using air quotes. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. And it's actually, it's actually been good. Having, having the change has been, um, the ability to shift my focus from, like, what feels like an immediate threat to a like slightly like next week level. Yes. Rather than a crisis like this minute. Yeah. Um, means that I'm, I'm my focus is back and I'm able to like work on revisions on the book. And that's been fun. Yes. So it's stuff like that. It's like, this is ongoing. It's not, it's not done. We're just, we're, you know, there's no longer a grease fire in the kitchen. Yes, exactly. The, uh, it needs to happen detector has gone from now to not now. <laughs> and the fires have like. It's still not great. <laughs> Everything's not up to code. Yeah. But like. But we can. Fires out. We can reset for a hot minute. Stay tuned for season three. Yeah. Okay. But like, what the fuck happened this year? So much. <laughs> so much. So I actually, so much. I actually really want to make bingo cards for uh, all of our patrons with like what happened this year, and then mm-hmm. over New Year's, everyone can just sort of like check them off. And I don't know what we'll do if we get bingo, but um, maybe you something. know. I'm just thinking about this. You know, this like. Uh, new art that we're getting soon yeah maybe this should be a christmas card with like bingo on one side yes <laughs> and the image on the other yes i love it we'll figure something out yeah um we've got we've got a, a friend a friend is donating a piece of art and it's gonna be really good i think you'll you guys will really like it i'm so excited about it but yeah so what did happen this <laughs> year eve <laughs> well the apocalypse came and went, and we are still standing. So clearly, we didn't get raptured. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, the rapture was this. I did not hear a trumpet. Uh, so, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I guess maybe it's still ongoing, but uh, you know, we've <laughs> you've got the our our list of the like four horsemen of the apocalypse, like. Like, we've had all of it. Yes. We've had everything. Yes. Yeah, let's... This would be fun. Let's go down the list of the horsemen of the apocalypse bingo that we've got so far. Okay. So, uh, the horsemen are 
plague slash death slash pestilence, famine, war, and conquest. And so we definitely got a lot of the first horsemen. We got, uh, obviously, the plague. We got corona. Um, <laughs> there were 30 to 50 feral hogs at one point, and then again... And, you know, that's conquest. Yes, that is conquest. I will move that to conquest. Like, 30 to 50 feral hogs, like, you don't fight them. They take that's the, they, true. They own, that, they own that land. That is... You leave and you say thank you. That is very true. Uh... <laughs> The other pestilences we got where there was, like, a whole thing of, like, locusts in uh, the southwest earlier this year. Yeah, my chickens loved them. The cicadas. The cicadas, yeah. So, the you know. The 18-year cicadas, they were here. Yeah. So there was a, a bunch of murder hornets um, and a, a bunch of locusts. <laughs> and then there were mur- murder hornets again. Um, so mm-hmm. we got the return of the murder hornets. I'm sure there's more. We also have, like, the two COVID spikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's, like, the spring one where we were, like, this is bad. And then there was the summer one, and we were, like, well, the heat didn't cancel the virus. And now we're in the winter one, which is just great and way bigger than all of the other ones so far. Um, Karen, can I make a bad dick? Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) So did you hear? But because... The long-term effects of COVID are largely uh, cardiovascular. That uh, erectile dysfunction is, like, permanent erectile dysfunction is a really common yes, side effect. Yes, I did see that. Of long COVID? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that made me, I was like... It's not so much a joke as it is, like, the, the fact is the punchline. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you're uh, going to eternally have uh, small flaccid dicks and not be able to spread your DNA to other folks. So, this makes me like... I don't know if that's pestilence or a blessing, but, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm really hoping that it has this effect on all of, like, uh the sons of these people who got it first, like Rudy Giuliani's son and uh, Donald yeah, Trump's I was gonna son. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani's, and... like, been impotent since he had cancer. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. And so I'm just, you know, I'm I'm sad for all of the, like, good people, like most of the people who have uh, COVID, but I am not at all sad for a lot of these insecure fascist men to... Uh, no longer have a dick to brag about. It's almost as good as castrating them. Almost. almost. Not quite. Yeah. Almost. Um, okay, so, <laughs> and then there's famine. Right. Famine. We had a lot of things happen. Yeah, so earlier this year, there was that thing where, like, uh, we couldn't get like, the distribution problem with, like, farm crops and stuff. And so they wound up just, like, pouring milk out or whatever because of the finances. Giant piles of potatoes. And apparently uh, one of my neighbors has been getting, or at least did up until the election, like, weekly food supply boxes from Donald Trump signed by Donald Trump. Uh, What? Yeah, because he lives in, like, a senior home. And so apparently that was a thing that was happening. Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> when did this 
program. So they cut Meals on Wheels and then they started their own version of it? Yes, but only for like elderly people. Oh, God. Yeah. So that was like a wild thing that I learned about over uh, Halloween right before the election. But then, you know, they also just wasted a bunch of crops and it didn't get to anybody else who was starving or hungry or needed these things. (laughs) So I feel like that counts. The other things that count... I think, are the fact that this year California invented the fire cloud. There's a new weather formation. Yeah, pyro... We have not documented... Pyronumulus or pyro... Pyro something. Uh, nimulus? I mean, no. we, have, we had it in Exodus and then in Northern California. That's yeah, it. yeah. So we got fire clouds, and then if fire clouds were not enough for you, we also got <laughs> fire natos. So this is just like a really bad environmental horror a movie pillar franchise. Of smoke by day and a <laughs> pillar of fire by yeah. night. So bad, but yeah. So you know that's that's famine because that. Uh, well, I mean, California lost a lot of land and a lot of crops with the fires earlier this year, and uh, so that's that's. Did cool. you do you see the news yesterday that the. Um, they're trading stocks in water because it's the shortage is anticipated to be so much. Oh my god! Yeah, that's gonna suck. California water rights are so fucked up. You know, so fucked. Well, if water rights in the West period, yeah, awful. Yeah, it's wow, cool. So that's gonna be something to look forward to next year in the legislature is trying to figure out one how to not get people. Uh, evicted during a fucking pandemic that has no signs of stopping anytime soon and uh, water rights just yeah water rights um yeah and then there was war and rumors of war like that time when uh, the the US shot down a plane coming out of Iran yeah. And we all held our breath for like three days. Oh my God. I totally forgot that happened this year. Like there's literally, I cannot keep track of all of the things <laughs> that happened. There's too much. I love, I, like, I really love the, the Twitter account, like what happened today because they've been documenting everything in one thread ever since the start of the Trump presidency. Oh yeah. And it's been really good. I'm on their email like, list and it's the only way I can like digest news anymore. Yeah, there's only, that's the only way to keep track of stuff. What what other war things do you recall? Uh, well, all of those cute little proud boys doing bullshit all year. Um, and also the police, which I repeat myself, uh, attacking people all year. <laughs> proud boys doing bullshit all year yeah. in a different uniform. Right. In the daytime, they were wearing their little camo bullshit that they got from the surplus army navy store and at night they were wearing their uh you know full army gear with the police badge (laughs) zero difference uh and then you know ice is still uh doing bullshit and harming people and sending people into like camps and force sterilizing people and so that's definitely yeah, war. Yeah, that was like two months ago that we learned that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's just been it's just been a time for that this year, 
and uh, and then we have conquest. And then aliens show up. Yeah. So, what are those monoliths if not aliens trying to communicate with us? Like clearly, I have besides seen, a McDonald's ad campaign. I have seen these movies, and I have watched the TV shows. Obviously, <laughs> this is a message from life outside of our planet. You know, I would think that they would just be like, "Yeah, nah, we're out of, we're out of here. This is not worth doing." <laughs> like, what? we need. To- <laughs> this is why I think it's a marketing campaign because it's like they keep popping up, and I'm like, aliens would have been like, they would have yeeted out of here already. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I feel like we need to uh, orbit a sign around the planet now. That's just like you don't, you don't want this. The ozone layer. Do yourself a favor. And stay away. So. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, there's like monoliths and no one knows what's going on with them. And they keep like popping up for a couple days and then some random people take them down and then they pop up somewhere else. And like, so there was the first one in Utah, right? And that one. Which I I believe that Nicole Cliff has in her bathroom. Amazing. I think that's, that's my theory. Yeah. She texted me and she said she she denies uh, nothing and will not comment on anything. Okay, cool. So it's in her bathroom. Um, <laughs> and then there one there was one that uh, popped up in SoCal, and that was also there for a couple days. And then some like Krista fascist people drove for five hours to take it down and then put up a cross in its stead. <laughs> So, well, and then the, where was the other one? It was in Eastern Europe. Oh, yeah, there was one in Eastern Europe. I don't remember where. I thought it was. I want to say it's Romania. It was really when it like also happened outside of the U.S. that I was like, huh, this is interesting and weird. And if it weren't like everything else being on fire 2020, we would be paying a lot more attention to these and being. What? <laughs> Something off. isn't about us? I know. For once? Right. Right. Anyway. So. Anyway. That was Conquest. And then there was also, um, do you remember way earlier in the spring? Hmm. And there were, like, all of these pigs just running around. There were, like. 30 to 50 feral (laughs) hogs. 30 to 50 of them. And that happened. And they just, like, I don't know what happened to them after. Like where did they go? I feel like they're still they're still out there. They're still, just still out there. The, the guy occasionally shoots at them when they come through. This is just like they're in a time loop together. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. I yeah, think you know my theory is that the monoliths are actually like a uh, Doctor Who episode, and I think it is a marketing campaign, but I think it's actually like a for sale sign from the aliens who are trying to take over Earth to the other aliens saying, please take over Yes, this. We don't want it anymore. I, this is headcanon. I'm here for it. Definitely feels but, very uh, Dr. Somehow Pooley. in the process, the 30 to 50 feral hogs just kind of got stuck in a <laughs> yeah. whip. If anyone knows or has seen 30 to 50 feral hogs recently, please let us know. Don't let me know. I don't want to know. <laughs> you can tell Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> they could they could they could continue their merry little existence without me. It's that was so funny. Uh and then And then Brooding Giuliani got caught in a Borat film. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I tried to watch it. I got through like 10 minutes of it and was just like, no. I have a really hard time watching Borat stuff because I have been to Kazakhstan and I understand that like he's making a joke that would have been better if he was pretending to be from like Mars. You know, yeah. Just like someplace that didn't exist because he's basing it off. He's like he's doing racist stereotypes to create a place that does not exist in order to fuel his like confusion and but the thing is, Kazakhstan is actually a real place. Right. It's really racist. Yeah. So I'm just like sitting here being like, mm, yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah. No. I love I love like what he's doing, but the origin story does not work. Yeah, it was it was not great. And I only saw like 10 minutes of it. The other thing that really kind of stood out to me was oh, something that like happened in the first 10 minutes of the movie was really the focus on like, well, Trump, uh, not Trump, sorry. Pence can't be alone with a woman, so obviously that means that he's, like, a pervert. And I'm like, no, that's not the reason. And I can't, like, hold these things without being, like, you really, no. It's, like, it's not, it doesn't work that way. He's just. It's because they believe that all men are perverts. Right, it's, it's like, that's not it doesn't mean that Pence himself is 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 self-identifying as a pervert. Although, like, you know, if he decides to, we'll we'll, we'll accept his yeah, like you pronounce you and know. move on. But, <laughs> but he's just not like it's the assumption that like any sexual urge is completely like overpowering and the end. Right, and that's why he can only be like with his wife and not like alone with women. Because Except that he did do that debate. I know. I was shocked. <laughs> I guess like he there was the moderator the there. I guess he had a moderator that counts as a There's another know, person. He's he wasn't alone. An accountability partner. Yeah. So that's how I but then and this is this is mm-hmm. a great segue into into the next uh, thought of the bingo card. Then our hero, Mr. Tiny Fly, just like Landed on Pence's head for a solid ten minutes. Old black <laughs> buzzing around, buzzing around, buzzing around. And that was <laughs> that was just like that was just a wonderful moment for twenty twenty. That and it just stayed there. And it, Kamala looked at it and like covered a laugh. It kept going yes. like an adult. Like nothing happened. And I was like, oh, man, lady, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> right. It would, oh, my God. Yeah. So Fly 2020, Pence uh, shares a stage with a woman, which is shocking, except for that there's a moderator there, so it's totally fine. Uh, and then... Um... And then <laughs> and then Biden won Georgia 37 times. <laughs> like... I remember, I remember the hanging chads in Florida. That was my childhood. That was like the thing mm-hmm. that radicalized me. And, you know, we had to do recounts a lot of times, but the amount of times that we had to like recount Georgia was just fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't. That guy is getting so fed up. And what was really beautiful was watching like all of the states come in and watching all of the uh, 
Supreme Courts in the circuit or, like, the state level just be like, no, no, this is frivolous. No, there's no evidence of that. And just throwing every single case out of that. Just dismissing them all. Yeah, it's like, no. Which, actually, okay, so, so Giuliani getting COVID is actually causing a lot of problems because of all those lawsuits. The Arizona state legislature has to go into quarantine for a week. Yikes. Because he exposed them all. Yeah. And he was in Michigan like a day before that. So it's like. Yeah. What's, what is the actual, like, frivolous lawsuit costs aside. Yeah. What is the, like, dollar figure going to be for the amount of time lost because he exposed all of these people? That's going to be astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, like, you know, he's. He's flying to all these places. Like, how many people has Giuliani alone infected in the amount of time? Like, didn't he, like, also walk into, like, something in D.C. without a mask? Like, totally, like... I don't like, know, and I yeah. would not be surprised. Oh, hey, um, here's another one. Yeah. Four Seasons. Landscaping. Total landscaping company. That's... That's... <laughs> I just can't like that happened it happened like, for, and and it happened like like they intentionally like like were like looking around for spots according to this the new york times article about it they were looking around for spots in north philly and they scouted that place out and then the next day they were like we're using it like this was not a like Somebody said the Four Seasons, and the Four Seasons wouldn't take them, and so they went to the next Four Seasons. Or oh, my it God. It was like they intended to choose it, <laughs> and Trump misunderstood and tweeted about it. <laughs> oh, my God. That is... It's so good. Wow. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like, honestly, the Four Seasons landscaping, it just that story gets better and better every single time. Don't fuck with gritty. Right? Just, Just don't. don't. You don't. We knew this when we met gritty, like, what, two years ago? Anyone who knows gritty knows that, but, like, if you weren't paying attention, now you are. Yeah. Don't fuck with gritty. I mean, just, like, anyone who knows anything about Philly is knows better than to fuck with Philly. Right. Like, uh, yeah, so that, that was a, that was a beautiful beautiful thing that happened i think though that we did all did have the coup on our bingo cards yes like, i don't for think anybody's sure. surprised by like how he's responding to this right? yeah no i mean if you are surprised we've been talking about this for quite some time so now you know i'm thinking about making that like where your brain is the free space <laughs> the like here everyone has this we all start with there was a coup there is an attempted coup. Once upon a time. Zero people are shocked. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so what else What else have you added to your bingo card? Um, uh, Gorsuch was a good boy for like half a second. Gorsuch was a good boy? He was a good boy for a, a hot second. And he upheld, he wrote the, uh, I'm missing the word. He wrote the opinion. Yes. The, the judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the judgment. 
not the dissent. This is not the right word, yeah. but whatever. Whatever, whatever the opposite of the dissent thing is when a judge decrees a thing, that there's a word for that, lawyer friends. Anyway, he wrote the thing that upheld anti-discrimination for uh, queer folks instead of repealing it. Um, and Alito wrote the dissent on it, and he was very sad. But I was really, really shocked that the discrimination case was allowed, or not not allowed, but wound up in the way that it continued to protect uh, queer people. And yeah, so it's protecting the rights of queer workers yeah. to not be discriminated against for how they present work. And, you know, he's, it's like, the question is on the basis of sex, like, and what I love about it is, like, the, the ruling has to be based on this, like, evolving definition of the law. Like, the law has to be this, like, living, breathing thing that grows with us. And, um. That's heresy, Eve. I'm sorry, I left biblical literalism in the dust. Um, but no, that's the thing is like the the literalism of um, of the originalist approach to the Constitution is very similar to the biblical literalism. Yep. I mean, it's um, literally like... And yeah, I'm not going to repeat myself. I wrote a whole piece about this, but yeah. It was nice to see someone who was like, they're a poster child. Yeah. Come across as, as someone who's being, um, you know, upholding the letter of the law, even though he disagrees with it himself. Yeah, yeah, that was what surprised me, especially since like, all of Trump's picks. He's picked specifically because he wants them to do things a certain way and has gotten very mad when they don't. Like, he he literally is like, well, the SCOTUS is my... Oh, he's so pissed that that the Supreme Court won't hear his lawsuits about the election. He's so angry. So angry. Like, that was why he tried to rush uh, Amy. And it just... it's It's so lovely to just watch... Trump be so angry about the Supreme Court for doing what the Supreme Court does. Yeah, and I think the thing the thing to know about this ruling, though, that it is, you know, telling, um, is that he basically flagged for how to, like, the kind of approach that would would work get him. Yeah, that would work for him. Yeah, right? and that was so, terrible. So it's like, yes, he's not going to let it go on this current existing argument but wink wink nudge nudge here's the here's the argument that would right. work for me yeah so don't go becoming uh gorsic fan people he was he was a good boy for literally a hot second and that's only because he didn't like immediately cast out the discrimination <laughs> provision but he's definitely open Look, I, I know we're all scared of everybody becoming homosexuals, but I don't think there's any danger of people, like, fangirling over Gorsuch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, one of our, our like, post-2020 merch is not a Gorsuch fan. And Gorsuch has been a bad yes. boy. <laughs> uh. Uh, and then you might hear that RBG died, yeah. 
and we're just going to be very sad for a second here. It, like, she didn't do great shit. Like, there's other things that she upheld. That yeah. Really awful. But, you know, the work that she did should not be discounted. Yeah. Well, and, like, the last, for the last four years, she's kind of been, like, the person who gets in the way of uh, Trump's bullshit and is like, no, these things are bullshit. Um, so what if we didn't do them? And just sort of like losing losing the person who is known uh, for for kind of being the reasonable, like, no, people have towing rights. The li- like hold it, not towing the line, holding the line. Right, exactly. And so that was like more that was the part that was more upsetting to me than like the actual losing her on the supreme court because you know i feel like honestly i don't think scotus should be lifetime appointments i think that's too long because you just get like you you lose connection with people who you're supposed to be like helping or interpreting Mm -hmm. stuff for which you know as as it comes with any high office that you serve right exactly but mostly I was I was just, like, so upset that we lost the person who was holding, like, the line of, like, what if right. we didn't, like, just spiral freefall into fascism? So uh, the last one, though, is very exciting and unrelated to I anything this else. So this is, like, maybe my favorite news story of the entire year. It's so gross and (laughs) fucking hilarious so uh i guess denmark apparently has mink farms for fur um and i apparently mink can get covid and so the the mink and the mink farms in denmark were like having outbreaks of covid and so they killed all of their minks in order to stop the spread and stop it from, I think, I think the attention is like, this could possibly cause a mutation in the virus. There could be another jump to humans. Yeah. Yeah. Like super smart. Yep. Gotta, gotta kill those minks. And so they go and bury them in a mass grave and the grave was too shallow and there were too many. Like the volume was the proportion of the volume was not enough to keep them down. Oh. So, so there's this thing called coffin bursts, and I'm just going to get really gross here for a second. So if you are if you are of the, the faint of stomach, skip ahead a couple seconds. Um, coffin births are when a pregnant person dies and uh, before giving birth, and the fetus ends up getting expelled because during decomposition, all of the gases build up and the the fetus is birthed right after death um not very common but you you do find it now and again and so essentially what is happening here is the same the same thing the the buildup of the gases of the dead mink in the mass graves in denmark is pushing them up out of the oh my god and so they're like zombie mink emerging from graves oh my god (laughs) That was not on my bingo card, but uh, that's going to be on the bingo cards. <laughs> I just... 
Of course this happened. Yes, of course. Like, if you if you told me that cats suddenly decided that, like, humans weren't cool and just, like, all disappeared, I would also say that, too. Yeah. Like, I'd be just like, yes, of course. I mean, there was there was a point, <laughs> some point in the fall of 2020 or maybe even the summer where I just sort of was like, nothing is surprising anymore. Everything just no. is happening because, like, of course it's happening. What else would happen? Like, I don't. Literally, anything could happen, and I just like blink and be like, okay. There's too much stuff I'm... happening to keep track of all the stuff happening. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, of course, add this to the pile of 2020 that I am now ignoring because, like, I need to stay in my apartment forever. We're going to be processing this year for a decade and like the lasting effects on our bodies of the like isolation is going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, I did, I did like one social thing this year and it was, I organized a very spread out entirely masked outdoor Halloween party Mm -hmm. with my neighbors and after that, I was, like, panicking for two weeks because I was, like, just in case. <laughs> like, I, it's the first time I've been with a group of people. And, like, yeah. you know, I wasn't I wasn't close to anyone for any, like, period of time, more than, like, a couple seconds to get everyone's, like, name and phone number just in case we had to do contact tracing. And... Yeah, I was just stressed out for like two weeks and it was, of course, I was crashing really hard and so I had all these like cold symptoms and stuff and I was just like, <laughs> is it is it the cold or is it the is run it? up? Yeah, we're going to be playing that for a long time. I love writer Lauren Huff, who I'm, I'm hoping we can get her on here when she her memoir is coming out in the spring about growing up in a cult. She tweeted the other day about like waking up with a can of an opened can of tuna in her bed, (laughs) being confused about like where it came from, and then realizing that she like in the middle of the night thought she couldn't smell, and so like walked to the kitchen, and instead of like smelling the coffee beans, right? She just opened the can can of tuna, tuna. (laughs) and it was like that is it that is that is going to be like the long lasting effect of this kind of year. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know how your pets have been, but Peridot has been just kind of, like, more agitated and more clingy lately. And apparently, I was, like, reading the other day, and there's there was this article that was, like, here's how pets are reacting to COVID and the strain that it has on pets. And it's, like, hmm. they their schedules are gone. They don't have time to be alone with themselves anymore. And like, that's definitely going to stress out your animals and they read your stress. So if you're stressed out, your animal's going to be stressed out. And I'm just like, all right, well that explains all of the ways Peridot's been acting lately. And that's, that's something funny. that like, it's so, Yeah, they so can't hard. go like run ra- rampant over your house without you there anymore. Yeah. She can't have her um, secret Zoom times. Carmen's cat demon has just been like increasingly irritated. She's been so she's a lawyer working from home. This is our our, our friend who Kate has come on into a couple episodes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so demon cat has been like sitting on her lap and demanding the laptop be removed, like oh. seven to eight times a day. Yep. And Carmen's just like, I can't work like this. 
Yeah. Yeah, Peridot just constantly wants to play. And so anytime that, like, I'm working and focused in the afternoon, she'll just come up and, like, she's so sweet. She's very gentle. And she just, like, stands up and she just, like, taps my leg ever so lightly with her paws and gives the <laughs> saddest meow. And I'm like, I have work to do. I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> Mom, play with me. She's so... She's, she's just like, this is not, this is so different. And then, like, you know, eventually, whenever, hopefully, there's an after time uh, when we can leave the house and go places and, like, go work elsewhere, she'll be so freaked out and confused. Yeah, like, the human social anxiety and the animal separation anxiety is going to be yeah. So. Oh, God. That's, that's going to be exciting. I'm... I'm trying to, like, prepare myself for, like, what feels like the inevitable conclusion that I will be home for all of 2021 as well. And, like, we're just going to be in this until, like, we get a vaccine for everybody. And that's going to be a while. I want to talk... (laughs) You know, the more I think about this, like the more this is looking like it's this is the you know inevitable future is like I want to talk about what the experience of the for people like me who are living alone the like the experience of forced celibacy during COVID who grew up in purity culture and what that's yes. Like. So if that's you and you want to vent, send us an email. I'd love to like get some perspectives on this because like I feel like there's there's a there's a triggering element there of like like I am I am not in control of this I do not have a choice in this um you know I'm lonely and I'd like to touch another body but I can't and it's not for religious reasons it's for like actual safety reasons um but the results are the are very similar yeah I think it would be smart for us in season three to talk more about how we like cope and what skills uh have been useful since you know growing up isolated in childhood well yeah i mean i've been i've been trying to nudge my students with that i I try not to be very guilt trippy about anything because i just it's a marvel that they're showing up for class anyway yeah but i i'm like look I was homeschooled. This is what works. Like, don't come to class in bed. Don't do right. work in bed. Like, sit up. Yeah. Go someplace light. Yeah. Move. Have separate workspaces from your, your resting spaces. Yeah. And not everybody can do that. It's to be able to do that's a luxury, but it's just it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It does. It does. It's also like. I have the, like, privilege or luck of being with a partner. So we have each other, but at the same time, it's also got weird challenges of, like, we have no separation from each other either. And so yeah. it feels very yeah, claustrophobic think... at times. Yeah, I know there's there's that element, too. It's I'm not in any way trying to say that I have like worse than anybody else. Oh, no, else. no, just, I'm, I'm not saying it's that, just like... It's like, it's, it's hard in very different ways. Yeah, exactly. That's all the point that I was trying to make, is, like, it's... Everyone is feeling this really 
deeply and in really hard ways regardless of like what situation they're in so I think it's really important to like talk to people um about what it's like being single and also maybe to a lesser extent because there is a lot of like privilege in being partnered during this time or at least like help um but also like the struggles of maintaining a relationship and making sure that like it doesn't become toxic and unhealthy while you're trapped together yeah all of these things are hard at the same time and i think there could be an entire like separate it's a book really but like (laughs) yeah what it feels like for the those parents who are having to homeschool after being homeschooled yes that's that's a whole other thing that you know we neither of us can speak to but it's really important to recognize like that is uh an entirely more intense layer yeah yeah i think it would be good to reach out to our friends who are homeschooled parents now who are also homeschooled and have them on an episode (laughs) I think that would be yeah. good, too. I guess this this episode is the end-of-the-year episode where we plan our next year of what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, sorry, guys. We, we <laughs> This is definitely a ramble episode, and I, I, I hope that you will forgive us that um, debriefing space. Uh, what else? What else do we want to talk about? Um... Is there anything, like, interesting and cool that happened for you this year? I guess we could talk about, like, our personal years for a hot minute. <laughs> um, Besides, like, your awesome uh, I mean, column that you've got. Thank you. I, God, I've, I think I've written about everything. I think one of the complicated things that has happened has been, like, um, the miscarriage that happened in the spring and like the the ongoing like processing of that um you know there's this like two this like double-edged sword of the idea of bringing in new life into a world that was you know potentially gonna have trump for president for another four years and like the, the the audacity of having that kind of optimism to do that and then the the like the flip side would be like the watching my nephew may he's gonna be one this week but watching my nephew watch um Kamala's speech her accept you know her acceptance speech and him just being like absolutely fixated and enchanted by watching this brown woman speak with skin like his Aww. That was really magical, and it was, like, this moment of, like, oh, this is, like, this is a future that, like, would have been really cool for my kid to participate in. So, I don't know. Um, I would have been due this week. It's weird to think about. And I think that's just been one of those, like, like ongoing things I'll just be unraveling for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I've written about it a little, and that's been nice. I've had the worst writer's block all year I just have not been able to write about things and it sucks I'm so upset about it yeah I've 
for whatever reason, actually been writing this year, and it's been confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, I took a year off basically the year before. I just kind of like finished my book and shut up. Yeah, that's the shit. But, yeah. 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 We've gotten through a lot. We have. Good. We have, and everyone who has uh, been listening so far, I have good news. We have made it through 11 months of 2020, and it looks like we may possibly be on track to make it through all of 2020, if we're lucky. So, <laughs> good job, everyone, for surviving this long uh, through all of this stuff. Uh, Impressive. Yeah. Like, truly, truly good job. Good job. Yeah. Um, but... Just give yourself a, a breather because the next couple weeks are going to be really hard. I'm going to do my little astrology closeout. Is this the thing I do now? I guess this is yeah, yeah. My Saturn <laughs> return is um, this year or has been this year slash. Is no, also your Saturn next, return is starting. Starting. Okay, good. I yeah, thought so I did the math a, wrong. So Saturn. No, Saturn dipped into Aquarius for a second in like May and like dipped out. Yeah. Um. So Saturn leaves Capricorn on December 17th and enters Aquarius. So mine ends and yours starts. Ah, uh, fun. Fun. <laughs> and, but before that, we have a uh, solar eclipse in Gemini on the 14th, which is going to be intense. And then we have the grand, the, sorry, the great conjunction, um, which will be forming a grand trine in air signs yeah. on the solstice on December 21st. And that is, like, basically the the event that theoretically caused the star of Bethlehem. Ah. The conjunction of, of, so it's when Saturn and Jupiter meet. Doesn't happen very often, mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, visibly brilliant and you know, when it meets in the way that it's meeting, it's like once every 800 years. Cool. And Fun start. In theory, regime changes happen during then. So the Electoral College is meeting on the 14th to vote. Cool. And uh, then we've got the Great Conjunction on the solstice. And then we move forward. And things might get better. <laughs> but just like, you know... Be gentle with yourself. Yeah. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a, twenty twenty December. Yeah, I'm trying to like prepare myself for the Saturn return and what the fuck. I'm like, really? There's this whole like conjunction thing. Just as I get into it, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you've been you've been you've you've been watching me go through it. Buckling. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, right. all right, this is. I feel like all of this year has sort of been preparation. And in some ways that's been, it's been really good. It means I might be e- feel easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I've kind of, so my like 2020 year has been real up and down, but I like the biggest piece of trauma that I've been working on for the last couple of years is like financial trauma and trying to mm-hmm. get to a place where like, I can support myself and I'm not like self-sabotaging and getting in the way of myself in the way that like I had been previously because I was trying to save myself because trauma. Mm-hmm. And so like 
I've I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, oh, I am actually like worth the amount that I charge. I'm actually worth more than the amount that I currently charge my clients. Mm-hmm. And like getting to that place has been huge and being able to find enough work earlier this summer that I could save enough to build a computer that will be better for this podcast and other things <laughs> like more work. And I managed to like save enough that I can do like a first last security on a new apartment, which is like yes. a huge deal. Huge. You have a fuck off. I one. do. And I've never had it before. And I'm so proud of myself. And so that's been like kind of the really good thing about this year is I've had a lot of time being at home to kind of work through a lot of that trauma with my therapist and stuff. And then uh, earlier this summer, I got the fibro diagnosis that I realized immediately after the election, I really didn't have a chance to emotionally process. And so that's sort of my work for now. You've made some strides. Yeah. Real strides. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So it's been... It's been a good year in terms of, like, coming into stability after, like, I had to unlearn all of my lifetime of, like, you are a woman who doesn't deserve to be paid for her work. And so now I'm like, (laughs) no, fuck that, which is, Mm -hmm. which is a big deal. And I feel like, I feel like 2021 is going to be kind of doing more of that work and also a lot more work around communicating my needs and feeling like I have the right to do that and like yeah that's huge and important so that's that's my tangent I love it I love it (sighs) okay yeah We, we, we guys we almost made it. We did. We're almost we're almost to the end. This will be uh, the last episode that we do in 2020, probably. Um, Unless I decide to get fancy. Probably yeah, be. yeah. We might, we might do something special. We might not. Um, but if you want to get in on the uh, bingo card or Slack action where we're at most of the time, you can do that easily by becoming a patron. It's patreon.com slash kitchen table cult pod. And our Slack is really fun and great. And we do uh, fun events and stuff besides just the podcast and we chat and chat hang and out. hang out. Yeah, so to come join us, especially we'll do like something for the, so probably something around the soul. Yeah, we'll do like another hangout. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, and it's fun, and it's been like for me, it's been a really good place to have people since I don't have people in person as much. So finding online communities and and growing online communities has been a big part of how I've kept sane. It's so important. So definitely, if if you can't, like, you can join the patron for, uh, like, a dollar a month. But if, if that's too much, definitely send us an email and uh, we can get that figured out. Because having having supportive, fun spaces to hang out with nice people is crucial to surviving however much longer we're going to be in this quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and... Um... 
I don't know if how many of our listeners are in Virginia, but if you are in Virginia and you have a topic that you think I should be covering in my column for the Dogwood, let me know. I am, you know, I've got a running list of ideas, but I, I'm always interested in um, being nudged in other directions. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you live in 8018 in, in uh, California, um, I'm running for ADEM, and if you're a registered Democrat, uh, you should vote for me. You have to go to the KDEM, C-A-D-E-M uh, website, which I think is C-A-D-E-M.org, to get a ballot. But you can do that, and then you can vote for me, and then I'll be pushing shit in the Democratic Party to push our legislature, but also uh, kind of the Democratic Party more left and more uh, accessible to everyone and have more like queer trans representation and also get people to talk about homeschooling. Yeah, I'm like, wait, I can I can propose homeschooling legislation from this position, actually. So yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be good. Oh, we should, um, speaking of, the annual CREHE fund drive yes. um, is right now. So uh, last last thing here is just if you're able to um, throw any dollars at the Coalition for Responsible Home Education, they're having their December fundraising drive right now. Um, any support is appreciated. They're doing some really great work and some really good research and would love to continue doing that in 2021. Yes, do that. Go donate. I think it's CREHE.org slash give. Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. We'll link it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Congrats for making it 11 months. You did it. Through 2020. And here's to seeing you in 2021 again. Thank you so much to the band The Heavens for their music from the album Sonazo, the track Janet. Um, that you hear on the beginning and end of this episode and every episode. Yes. And as always, thanks, Dave, for editing this together and uh, making me sound less confused. <laughs> less confused and tired and missing all oh, of my words. Was... It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Go get warm. Yeah. And thanks, as always, for listening. If you have questions, you can email us at kitchentablecult at gmail.com. Do that also if you have bingo card ideas. Join our Patreon. Uh, if you go to our website, kitchentablecult.com, you can find the episodes, the transcripts that we have, and information on how to join our Slack. And those of you who have been supporting us, thank you so much. If you can't keep doing that, we get it. Don't worry about it. Don't apologize. We'll keep you in the Slack. It's okay. And um, if you want to join the Slack and you can't afford it, let us know. We'll figure something out. And we've had a couple of researchers looking for uh, the backlog of episodes and going through the catalog. So just to keep reminding people that we can un- unlock that for you if you need access to that for various reasons. So just get in touch. Yep. Same email address, kitchentablecult at, gmail. at gmail.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.